G'day and welcome to freaking Oceanic Gaming Radio. It is a pleasure to be spending this Monday evening, a very warm Monday evening. Oh. Uh, whew, scorching, actually. Hottest day we've had in a while. Cap, in Perth. Oh, mate, absolutely. Uh, it is the 16th of the 10th. Okay. Uh, and it's a Monday night, 7 p.m. Um, my name's Captain Perth, coming to you live from Perth, Western Australia. Uh, and alongside me, as always, Grizzly Gaming 86. How you doing, mate? What's going on? You keeping keeping cool? I am absolutely excellent, Cap. I'm keeping pretty cool at the moment. I don't know. I feel like it takes like a good couple of days back to back for it to get real stinking hot in the house. But um, we got pretty good air cons in, in this house. Actually, you know one thing, Cap. I don't have an air con in this room. That is one definite downside. Just oh no, no, just in the bedrooms and stuff. But refrigerated. Reverse kind of uh, reverse cycle, thing. I think. Yeah, like just yep. the little units in each of the rooms. But, dude, back on the back in the day, mate, I used to stream and game from my garage. And my <laughs> god, did it get hot in there back in the oh, day? Oh, dude. dude, I can remember you on stream in the yeah. early days, just sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah, I used to like stream in singlets. Sometimes it's so yeah. hot, I have to turn my cam off, take the old shirt off, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. Well, I mean, we yeah. installed a new aircon uh, last summer before Ted uh, rocked up. Literally the week that oh. Mia. No, hang on. When was it? No, it was the week or so after. No, maybe a little bit later than that, actually. Regardless, we had it around about the time Ted was born, and so we've had it for a year, and it was it's been the best thing ever. Fully refrigerated. Well, Ooh. reverse cycle, I guess. Um, ducted aircon. Oh, oh man. you got ducted, it's, yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Where so you can right you can automate it and do all kinds of shit with it, and it'll do things like if you tell it what suburb you're in, it'll <laughs> figure out like the average temperature and figure out when it need what time it needs to turn itself on and stuff like that. It's fucking pretty, Dude. pretty, pretty intelligent, yeah. eh? Stuff's getting real smart these days, isn't it? Just yeah, ridiculous. we won't have to think very soon. Right. Yeah. You know? Not yeah. that I do much of that anyway, but you know. I can't wait for my fridge just to figure out what's in it and I just put a predefined list of things that I want and when it runs out, just orders it for me and gets delivered. That's yeah. That's gonna be the dream. That's right not there. a bad idea. What if that I mean partially maybe that I feel like that used to exist. You could buy those stickers back in the early days and it was things like a toilet paper sticker and you press it had a button, like it was like a RFID button thing you press and it would send a signal to a base station within your home and then send an order for more of that thing to really? Amazon. Like, that's yeah. pretty cool. I remember when I was young, um, our brother's mate, one of my mate's brothers, he mm -hmm. went to the US and he had his full home decked out and all this shit and he just pressed things when he needed more stuff. Cap, Barely left the house. You, do you run a smart home at all? Oh, my aircon's about as smart as, oh, well, I've actually got cameras and stuff. Um, oh but, yeah, you got a front, you got a doorbell camera, don't you? I've got a doorbell. I've got um, a couple of courtyard and kind of driveway things going on, which has been really good because we used to get people walking up the uh, yeah, the driveway. Yeah. yeah, I know, mate. And we actually had someone go through our car and pulled all the shit out of the car, and all they ended up stealing was a fucking mug. Mia bought me for five dollars, <laughs> and I was like, "You guys suck." <laughs> I must admit, like, I don't have a smart home at all. Like, oh, actually, lights. I've got some smart lights that I can turn on and off with an app. But I reckon, yeah. like, my kids on their iPads and 
like stuff Lily does it all the time like the hey google and whatever hey apple or whatever that and like talking to their phones for putting on songs and stuff but i reckon yeah. when my kids move into a house it's all going to be like smart things. voice controlled voice, voice yeah. things i actually i bought a um, one of the new samsung watches and uh, i use that a lot for making reminders because I, f- I find that works really well with my adhd if i make oh, a reminder as yeah. soon as i think of it and say okay remind me in two hours and then it reminds me and then i generally do the thing which is good i tell you what dude like if i didn't set a daily task list in the morning I would be the most fucking useless worker ever. <laughs> I actually, I've been doing that as well. But what I do is I bundle all my tasks into different buckets and I have today Ooh. as a bucket, I have yeah. tomorrow as a bucket, I have this week as a bucket, and I have future as a bucket. Ah, and then at the idea. end of every day, mm. I move everything into different buckets. Um, Gee, that's not bad. Maybe I'll start doing that. I, it's man, bloody, I, it's good. You know that I use I use one note basically for all of my stuff, including my podcast preparation, is all in yeah. one note. I've got all of the notes back to episode one, everything that I've talked about since the start of time. That's cool, that, hey? That's what I track all of my daily tasks and stuff through that as well. I mean, the one thing for me, Cap, is like I need to I need to actually tick a box when I've done something. Yeah. Because it's also a satisfaction. That's why I use like, Google yeah, Tasks. Done that. Google Tasks? Yeah, is that the yeah. go? Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, it works really well for me. But, um, but yeah. Anyways, how was your weekend, mate? Did you get up to much? Dude, weekend was good. Uh, actually, <laughs> before this episode, I went and asked the wife, fuck, what did I do on the weekend? Because I honestly can't remember. Like Everything's just kind of blurring <laughs> into to work and stuff at the moment. But I had a gig on Friday night with the boys. Uh, first one back in a while. Um, it was really good fun. We played. I thought we played really well. And um, bit of a quiet night on the town, though, in Leaderville. But uh, it was good. And was then, it a warm night that night, Grizz? Yeah, it was a warm night. It was a warm night, Cat. Yeah. Interesting. In you think people would be out and about, wouldn't you? Yeah, and Fridays are usually really good because people come after work and do the thing and the stuff. But who knows, mate? But, um, Kat, um, what else? I, I took the kids to the pool on Sunday and then had a little barbecue in the afternoon. It was great. Cooked up some meat and, um, you know, just kind of hung around and did the thing. It was good, mate. Nice and, nice oh, and relaxing. Yeah. Gorgeous. Didn't, uh, stretch yourself too much, but it's just nice. Uh, the, the the I feel like summer is upon us now, Capo. So, oh yeah, that, big time, dude. Changed. Yeah, and it's come quite quite dramatically, don't you reckon? Like, I feel like almost two weeks ago we we're kind of having rain and stuff, and now it's like bang, thirty six degrees or yeah, whatever got yeah. to do today. Pretty brutal, but um, I suppose that's Perth and and Australia. Really, we tend to have quite a quite a dramatic shift in, in climactic uh, conditions. Mm. Um, but, yeah, nice, The other mate. thing I've been doing, which has been very detrimental to my sleep cycle, is staying up very late, 1 a.m. for some of the Dota uh, 2 oh, International yeah, games. I haven't watched any Dota. Have you not yet? There's yeah, been no. some fucking awesome games, man. A couple what of times really... are the games normally on, like, Perth time? All right, so the games start at 1 a.m. in the morning, but yeah. they go till Ooh. about 10 or 11 a.m. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So they go to like midday for us. So when you wake up, yep. um, you can probably catch a couple. But yeah, I've been yep. like when I got home from the gig on Friday night, I just sat down and watched watched like Dota for a couple of hours and unwound <laughs> after the gig. Yeah, fucking wicked, that's mate. Good. Oh, that's been good. good. Really good game so far, mate. But like you know, we spoke about it last time. But the um, 
price pool's so low. And I actually feel like there's less hype around the international for Dota 2 this year because of that. I don't know. You feeling like that? Cam? Well, I, do you know what? Like, I kind of personally don't feel that hyped about it this year. Like, yeah. And I feel like the Battle Pass has been really shit. And, yeah. you know, not that the Battle Pass, not that I want to reward companies for Battle Passing and, and cosmetics and making things. I mean, Valve is kind of fucked when it comes to its Battle Pass and how much money you have to actually spend or time played to actually get through a, re- a reasonable amount of the Battle Pass. But, um, but yeah, just, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, you know, I remember whatever year it was when they had 40 mil on the line. Like, that was neck level, dude. Like, you know, you could feel it was during COVID as well. Like, no one was in the stadium, but it felt huge. Like, did, people yeah. playing for 40 million fucking dollars. Yeah. And now it's 2 million. And of course, that's a lot of money. But, you know, you split that between five people and all the other shit. It just doesn't have the quite the same ring to it, does it? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's sad. I mean, you know, there is a whole minor thinking about that is that they'll be able to split money more across throughout the year for the different tournaments and rather than having the whole of Valve putting and funding it, funding just the international. But I also think, Cap, that the Battle Pass itself has funded so much of, of that prize pool and you're just not going to get that crowd funding throughout yeah. the year for the rest yeah. of those tournaments. So I just don't see that that is, showing, a good, right? that is a good argument. I think it's, you know, it's a bit of yeah. a shame really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, big shame, mate. But well, as long as you're enjoying the games, mate, it sounds like the game's pretty good. Yeah, I'm still on my ranked win streak, Kappa. I fucking added another. I've, I've actually ranked up into the next medal, so I'm Holy still not dooly. out of the trash tier, mate. But I'm an archon now, so I'm slowly getting there, mate. <laughs> slowly. Very good, mate. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Very, now, what about you, good. Cap? How's your weekend, mate? What did you get up to? Weekend was really good. Um, Friday night, we went down to the Perth foreshore with some other friends with. Uh, young children around Ted's age and just kind of had a picnic, bunch of seltzers, watched the sun go down and then went home. That was gorgeous. Um, and then for Saturday, uh, kind of just cruised around and then had a uh, daycare friend of Ted's first birthday. So that was, uh, we went and kind of checked that out and then came home. And then on Sunday, I went to barbecue school and learned how to smoke fine meats. And it was fucking awesome. I think you, you've you done that before as well. Bruce, Jesus, but, uh, did you do that? Where, yeah. where, where'd you do that? Yeah. Mate? Where'd you go? Uh, it was in Maylands in Perth. Uh, so sent Perth Centre. Um, but yeah, it was really fucking good. I took my dad for his um, birthday this year. <laughs> so he turned 60 this year. And um, bought, I mean, I was, you know, you don't just buy one ticket, you buy two. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not going without me kind of thing. So um, took dad there and we got stuck into the beers and just stood around Weber's all day and um, sweat our guts out. But fuck, it was good, man. Like the burgers they made were just out of control and insanely fucking surprisingly easy. Like Smash smash burgers, mate, or uh, what was They the weren't go? quite, I mean, you could have smashed them if you wanted to, but I think they were trying to show you like the texture and stuff of uh, of the burgers I'm creating. Because like he was going through the mince recipe and he was like, look, if you put egg and breadcrumbs and, and onion and shit in your burger, it's not a burger anymore. It's a rissole, all right? And he had <laughs> a few weird. more F words fucking, um, you know, sprinkled <laughs> yeah. in there. But What uh, was the guy's name, dude, that was running this? Do you remember? Gus was his name. Gus, okay. Yeah. yeah. Different, he was different, a bit of a mad dog. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds like a similar like uh, personality to the guy that uh, did our one as well. Yes. Like yeah. Yeah. Ultra Aussie. So, yeah, oh, nice. big time ultra Aussie. So um, you, have you got a Weber cap? Are you going to start Webering or what, <laughs> mate? 
Look, I've got a Weber Q, but I actually want to get a bullet smoker now. I've been inspired. Bullet smoker, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty years okay. old, so now it's time for me to, you know, um, you know, cradle my entire personality around smoking fine meats and drinking IPAs. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 high time I grew up, basically. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, honestly, it was fucking awesome. Uh, we had um, beef short ribs. We had a burger that we made on the thing. Um, we did chicken wings. Uh, what else did we do? Uh, lamb. We did wow. Um, T-bone. Um, a massive fucking T-bone steak. I've never seen a T-bone steak, you know, anywhere near as fucking big as this. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Big tomahawk steaks as well, which were fucking. How did rad. you? Um, but how did you feel after eating all this meat? I how felt you... like shit this yeah. morning, dude. That was time. me after I did that as well. Like. Honestly, I felt like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, thing is, though, right? You'd never really eat it in that kind of quantity and and that mm. much different meat at the same time. And I mean, obviously, because you're there, you're like, well, I'm going to make the fucking most of this, and so you push it a little bit. But you know, if you're doing it at home, you do one or two things, and you wouldn't go too overboard, um, or maybe you would. I don't know. But um, yeah, I can definitely see myself getting getting into it. So I need to get myself a bullet smoker. And uh, I'm gonna, you know, some mates, get stuck into maybe it. a bit of bloodborne, yeah. and uh, hey, now you're you talking, a little bit now of you're uh, fucking talking, couple yeah. of uh, craft beers, mate. You, you are be... seriously talking by language, all right? <laughs> yeah, pretty well, good. Uh, expect a invitation soon. Oh yes, to get my bullet smoker. But the other yep. thing, final thing, uh, we started sleep training Ted, uh, oh, and yeah. holy fuck, my life has changed. <laughs> Dude, it has been amazing. How fucking yeah, yeah man! Sleep training. Honestly, yeah. like, has he settled into it yet? Is he trained? Yeah, yeah. He he takes about five minutes to fall asleep. Um, and we do a fairly gentle method where we don't really leave the room. Um, but we're fairly quiet. Anyways, he has gone from maybe three-ish wake-ups per night plus sometimes uh, yeah. to goes to bed now, wakes up at six o'clock the next yep. day, and it is yeah crazy <laughs> i have I, in the last the few nights man it's been crazy i go to bed and i wake up like, in my bed you know yeah, it's crazy it's, it's it is fucking crazy I never forget the morning dude where we first sleep trained i think it was ada um we were a bit we, we, we did the one where you like you leave, just leave them in there and like you count down the minutes i think you do like eight minutes first and you, then you come in you go yep. back in then you do six whatever but like both of us fell asleep we woke up in the morning it was like Fuck, is our baby okay? Because we've got a first full night's sleep in ages. It's <laughs> yeah. like almost yeah. running in there, fast asleep, you know. After oh, a dude, night, it's so. amazing. Can't believe you didn't do it earlier, but just one of those things. So, anyways, I've been very well rested recently, which has been fucking excellent. It's good. So, um, yeah. But anyways, should we fucking jump into it, Grizz? Yeah, mate, let's talk about hell, some mate. video games. Video Jamalays. All right. Well, first, before anything, house rules. Just want to say thank you to all our wonderful freaking legendary listeners. You guys rock. You can listen to this podcast virtually anywhere. If it's a podcast site, it's probably there. Uh, if you want more information, go to OGR.show uh, and you can get all your links there. Uh, and then, yeah, if you want to um, watch this sh- show live, you can do so on Monday night, 7 p.m. AWST by going to twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. Join legends such as Sikose, Airy J, Sukai AU, Slatos, Belly is here, Fancy Badger, Straight Jacket Jim. You know, just, just the freaking staples, the the pillars of society. You, could, you too so could be a pillar. So many champions. Yeah. Oh, big champs. Yeah. So... Yeah, go and do that. Now, I <clears throat> just want to also say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons every week. They come out 
drop a few dollars in our pocket and we thank them very much because you guys are virtually solely responsible for us uh, having TikTok reels. So, um, yeah, good on you, legends. Uh, hey. They are the following. Sukai, Moosey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, Lee GD, J-Libs, Brandon, Dan Fantastic, and Stropsy. On your legends. Appreciate you. Big time. All right. Well, with all that, let's jump into the show, mate. Big old quest log today. Uh, yeah, look, we're going to dive straight in. PlayStation, they've, they're on diet, Grizz. On a bit of a diet. Slimming yep. down a little bit. They've been uh, working on their beach bod for summer. And, uh, well, isn't they're not calling it the playstation slim or anything this time around which they have done in the past with the smaller models but they have significantly reduced the size of the playstation 5 so smaller ps5 designs are coming on in and i believe they've reduced the volume by about 30 percent so yeah you know it's, it's a significant drop in size and it's, when you see the comparison images it's actually quite a bit it says, um, yeah, reduce volume by 30%, but weight by 18 and 24% compared to previous models. So did they have like a heavier model of the PlayStation 5 and then slightly less Well, I think one, the they? 18 and 24% might be with and without oh, the, yes. the, the, the drive. Yeah. So yeah. another feature of this new one, um, for those listening at home, is that the disk drive is detachable and you've got an extra faceplate you can use to replace where it goes. So it basically has this like slit that runs down the side and you can pull that faceplate off and then underneath that faceplate, you can pull the um, the detachable disk drive off of it, um, I actually, which is kind of a cool feature. I really like that, Cap, because it means you can go in at a digital um, model and then later down the track, if, say, you want to buy your favorite game on a physical copy, you can go and spend, what is it? Uh, it's like, I can't remember, 80 US dollars, is it? Yeah, 80 US yeah. dollars to buy the, uh, the disk drive, and then you can just take off Separately. the faceplate and, and attach it in there. So Yeah, which is crazy. pretty cool. Um, it's also coming out with a new stand as well, a silver-looking kind of ring-like stand. Um, I'm actually not all that wild about it. I kind of prefer my current stand, but, um, you know. Wait, each yours has own. a stand, um, mate? I just lie mine on the side. I do. <laughs> yeah. You do have a stand. What, yeah. is it like an aftermarket stand or what? No, nah, yours would have come with a stand as well. You probably chucked it out, thought it was like a piece of fucking Dude, packing plastic or something. I've still got the box under my desk. I might have to have a look, but I'm pretty sure mine hasn't got a stand. <laughs> or maybe it does. Huh? Yeah, it should have come with one. Have 100%, my friend. Okay. Uh, well, there you but go. yeah, so mine's been on a stand the whole time. Um, right. Now, uh, I believe there's also going to be some new sort of panel colors as well. So. Yeah. Uh, trying to remember exactly what the colors yeah, so were. They come Here we with go. Red, color blue, panels. sterling silver, and deep earth. Yeah. Wait. No, it's three colors. No, hang on. Five, Including four, four, four colors. Color. Four colors. It says there are four separate cover, cover, <laughs> no, cover right. panels. But the thing I is, guess Cap, including it's, the red it's not the whole, I don't think it's the whole PlayStation. I think it's just like one like panel. Of the PlayStation, but I still think this is pretty cool. Yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Yeah, do you, I wonder whether there'll be like game, like digital uh, or, or deluxe versions of games that will come with their own panels that you can add on your PlayStation. It's a good question. I'm, I'm 
I think it could be fairly cool, like if you're mixing the panels up as well and doing different colors, because I mean, you have up to four panels, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm sure that, uh, you know, you've got uh, Spider-Man 2 coming out soon. I'm sure a lot of people mm. would froth on buying a Spider-Man 2 themed version of one of these. Uh, but, you know, even with the, because I mean, the new, the new stand is, is the silver rings and they've got the sterling silver plates. So I'd imagine a lot of people probably want to mix those two together for the yeah. ultimate singularity in fashion. So, yeah, interesting little um, <clears throat> very little cool. release. And you know uh, what, Cap, yeah. I think um, in terms of slimming down the PlayStation 5, let's be honest, the PlayStation 5 is nearly as big as a fucking some of the small Dude, PCs, mate, and they weigh like huge. 20 kilos. So Yeah, um, it's big. I actually lent it to a mate who's just had a baby and, you know, when you have a newborn, you're, you're not you actually get a fair bit of free time up your sleeve, mm. uh, you know, in, in dribs and drabs, but you do get a little bit of time here and there. So he wanted to play Baldur's Gate and I was like, well, you can borrow my PS5 and just buy it if you want. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. So when I packed it up, I was like, man, this thing is fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, they're big. <laughs> like it's out of control. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think this is going to do a lot of good in, you know, slimming down the uh, the, the PS5 and... I don't know. Do you know what, though, Grizz? I actually think the PS5 is a bloody good-looking unit, don't you? It is a very good-looking unit, mate. Yeah, I think the design on it as a whole does look pretty cool. I much prefer the design of the PlayStation 5 over the Xbox um, consoles as as a whole. Yeah. Controversial, yep. but I feel like they just look like little fridges, the Xbox. Yes. Different yeah, no, things. I agree. Yeah. They are kind of boxy and I don't know. They haven't got that really cool, nice-looking kind of contemporary design that some, they've obviously probably paid some design consultant a squillion dollars to to yep. put together. So, a million um, um, one quick thing here, Grizz, the vertical yeah. stand here it says it's sold separately, so it doesn't come with it. Ooh, uh, just right, FYI, yeah. so maybe you didn't come with a stand. Maybe maybe it didn't. You were Let me right. Check my box after this. Um, but Cap, this is coming in November. But one thing that I find quite interesting about this is that. Once the current gen PS5, sorry, gen is not the right word, the current PS5s, the big ones, sell out, only the slim models will be available. So um, yeah. I'd, I'd imagine in the Which, years to come, you'll only be able to buy these. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think they're probably cheaper to make because there's less, like, less, uh, it's smaller components, right? Easier to store because they're smaller. Yeah. Uh, makes complete sense. I guess it makes it, it, it's interesting, right? Because in pr like earlier iterations of the PlayStation, you know, you had like the PlayStation Two Slim and even the PS One's sort of Slim models as well. But those were marketed as different devices, and you could buy either the big yeah. big dog or the small dog. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really matter because you know they were all they had the same specs regardless the were cheaper from memory cap weren't they They were cheaper the, as well i mean they always came out later in the cycle but you know we've got the same thing happening here except again we're not calling it the slim and it seems like you said well playstation is pivoting completely to this being the only offering which again makes complete sense yeah uh you know smaller componentry uh and probably i don't know maybe the components are even slightly cheaper because well, I'm sure they probably would be um, less volume, right? Yeah, so. I wonder whether there's anything else in there that because I know that like right now, some some certain materials are really hard to get hold of, and they're driving prices yeah. up for certain things. I wonder whether 
um, this new PlayStation has kind of maybe changed some of the products it's made out of somewhere in it that's making it yeah. easier to, to build. Well, do you know what's interesting is even thinking about the weight of a product, right, and if you're moving a shit ton of product via shipping or whatever else, um, a lot of that probably will be like if you're shipping it from A to B, you probably have a weight component to the pricing of you oh, having to ship true, yeah. that, right? So if you're suddenly your your stuff is 20% lighter, I don't know how much that converts into pricing, but I'm sure that they're probably saving money on shipping costs because it is a lighter product overall um, or they're able to yeah, get the more actual physical out. transport of it probably plays a part, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So mm. there's all kinds of bonuses for, for this for Sony, I imagine, but uh, but ultimately also bonuses for us because they'll fit in more places because they're fucking smaller. So that's great. Yep. Uh, yep. But yeah, uh, one final thing, Grizz. Uh, Sony has also confirmed that it will support expandable storage. So if you are interested in adding your own, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who have, you know, added their own um, solid state drives and shit like that. Um can you so, add solid state yeah. drives to the PlayStation um, 5, can you? Yeah, I believe so. Um, is it by USB is it or do you have to crack it open? Or, or no, you have to crack it open. Yeah. Um, yeah right. It's not too bad to – it's fairly well supported and there's a pretty good guide on doing it. But uh, I think, you know, it's, it's fairly straightforward for adding mm. further storage. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's an NVMe drive, but maybe someone in chat might be able to confirm that for me. But, you know, you always see – um, drives going on sale on Amazon and stuff, and they're marketed as like the best PS5 solid state drive, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's all fucking bullshit. But, um, mm. but yeah, so yeah, there you go. So, uh, cool. Uh, I don't think the price is dropping either. I actually think the digital digital one's gone up slightly in cost. Yeah, I saw that um, in Reddit somewhere. Someone was saying the, um, yeah, the digital. Uh, new slimmer version is is more expensive. Yes, slightly more expensive, not by a shitload, but just enough to be like, wait a second, I thought that was cheaper. And wait, See, uh, how does that work? <laughs> I wonder. I saw something in the comments. Someone was saying maybe it's because it includes the infrastructure to add on the disk drive. Should you want it later down the track? Which ah uh, okay. Well, actually, that would make sense because I mean, all of a sudden you're you've got this detachability thing going on and it's not an all-in-one product and that probably has you know in terms of manufacturing that part of it probably would be i would assume more difficult than just having it soldered on the side and and so be it you know but yeah yeah interesting yep. regardless but yeah so there you go get ready i think uh what, when did you say that was coming out grizz november come on november months. yeah soonish yep. mate yeah, and I wonder absolutely. how long the old models will be floating around for. That were pretty rare as hen's teeth Look, for a while there. Man, I, I would have thought for a fair while, like mm. you know, like well, I, I think uh, that. I mean, I'd love to see the 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 current trajectory of sales for PS Five. Actually, I don't. We 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 don't have that data in front of us, but I no. can't imagine that it's not as it's as it's as busy as it was when the PS Five uh, first came out. I would have thought it would have dropped off quite a lot. Yeah, you would assume so. Yeah, yeah but you, hey, there was a massive hype. Of, remember how much hype was there was around the PlayStation Five, mate? Because oh, it was also and rare. And yes, yeah, everyone was trying to get it. It was exacerbated by uh, the inability for anyone to get their hands on one or had a lot of difficulty because, you know, the shipping was completely rooted due to COVID and 
all that stuff. Like I remember I had to, I had my a mate of mine accurate, like put his name down on about five different websites and managed to get two out of those five and yeah, I right. couldn't get one. And he gave me one of his pre-orders cause he didn't need two obviously. So, hmm. um, you know, I, I, I remember a band Wild Wild West when that first happened, man, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, there you go. PS5 Slim, but not known as the Slim, uh, just the PS5 moving forward. Just now, Grizz. Yeah. We spoke a lot about Unity over every the last episode, of weeks. like the last four episodes or something. Yeah. Mate. Unity's been on the uh, headlines. They've been doing the old flippy floppy on uh, their poor business decisions, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they're making a pretty good decision here. They're getting rid of John Riccatello, uh, the yeah. current CEO of Unity. Now, John Riccatello is kind of sort of uh, well known for being an EA. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was EA. Uh, yeah, definitely EA. Uh, an ex EA uh, CEO and caused a little bit of a ruckus when it came to monetization and, uh, you know, just kind of generally being a fucking asshole. Like uh, Jim has said in chat, <laughs> so 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, generally just being a bit of a bit of a dong beater. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're giving him the flick. Basically, the news came out last week that uh, Unity was going to, I believe, if it was worded effective immediately, uh, get rid of old mate, and uh, he, as such, has has been let go. But I mean, the best part about it is you always get all this bullshit fucking fluff that comes in these. Uh, you know, step down, step up kind of yeah. roles at this level of companies. You know, the new new guy coming on board was saying, uh, you know, working with Unity under John's leadership is one of been one of the highlights <laughs> of my career. So yeah, it's just yeah. like, dude, I think uh, you know, Unity's fucking bullshit that's happened recently has been a very poor highlight on a lot of people's careers recently. So uh, I don't know if I'd be categorizing myself in that, but anyways. So apparently the um the the replacement guy is just a just a uh, placeholder cap. So if anyone is looking to uh, become a CEO of Unity, uh, they've said here that the board will initiate a comprehensive search process uh, using a executive search firm. So get on your uh, your LinkedIn, update your profile there, and yeah. In all honesty, I think it might be a bit of a tough gig. I think. Unity's really struggled to turn profit ever since it kind of began, um, and it seems to have quite a significant amount of employeeship under its banner, uh, mm. of which they seem very uh, resistant to getting rid of. Which you know, which is a nice thing, I suppose. You see a lot of um, game dev companies uh, shedding um, shedding uh, employees recently. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a very difficult gig for whoever t- sort of picks this up. Uh, I, I'm not too sure. I mean, obviously, what's happened recently with the pricing considerations and changes to their pricing policy, and what you know, the the, the changes that were made in terms of the runtime fee and all this shit that caused a massive shitstir. Uh, I honestly, like, I can see where they were coming from. Obviously, it was a shit idea and a terrible way to announce something, and also just generally a shit way to try and monetize your product. There's got to be better ways than that, but ultimately. I can see that it was a knee-jerk reaction in response to things happening on a wider economic stage. You know, we've seen so many companies, you know, getting rid of employees recently. Um, you know, even big companies like Go- your Googles and your Amazons and everyone else. Uh, you know, and then you're also your game devs. 
Um, so I can see why something like this would have happened. But I think John Riccatello is he's 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 pretty fucking gross. And um, I was reading that uh, you know I think I think uh, the issue was John Riccatello has been quite good at hiding the shit he gets up to and how he pushes mm. kind of agenda and all that kind of stuff. But I think this time it was uh, pretty fucking obvious and the writing was on the wall. And so uh, he couldn't survive this particular ousting. But I mean, you know, he's probably got 50 fucking super yachts and um, having a great day. So I'm sure he doesn't care there too much. There must have been a better way to do it. I mean, look, you touched on it there, Cap, but apparently the company hasn't made a profit in quite a number of years, literally, you know, losing millions of dollars um, every year for, for a while now and has been struggling, but they obviously felt like they had to do something. But I think just the way that it was gone about cat, you know, Absolutely. I think they probably should have reached out to the developers that we, that were using unity and come to a better solution than what was proposed yeah. and how that was kind of managed. So I do hope, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with unity. Yeah. I feel like a lot of devs have, some of them probably washed their hands of, of the company. Um, well, and that's the thing, Grizz, is like I think, you know, when it comes to a, a company like Unity where your entire business model realistically is business to business, it's not business to consumer. Uh, so you've got this issue where your your clientele has a lot more power over you as a business. <laughs> uh, yeah. and not to mention like, you know, some of the businesses that they have under their umbrella probably have a fairly reasonable amount of legal backing. <laughs> so if you're kind of causing, because I, I can't imagine like if that actually did go through and they kept with it, I, I would have thought that there probably would have been some laws broken in Europe and stuff in terms of just the way, you know, you can't just suddenly change your fucking billing practices so suddenly like that not in and and in such a stark random way it just yeah maybe i'm wrong but you know, uh, you know especially yeah. for games that are were potentially already released out there you know years ago that's a big one that use unity yeah i i, 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 I agree with you cap there would have to be some kind of like law that were breaking by, in place yeah absolutely yeah. Mate, by doing that somewhere you know? in the world and that's the thing if you're delivering software products you know, markets across the globe, like you're going to have to be beholden to global laws. And I would have thought somewhere that would have been breaking a law. Um, mm. But yeah, still fucking crazy. So anyways, overall, John Riccatello, see you later, you fuckwit. Um, and I hope you don't set foot in uh, in another gaming-related, um, you know, CEO <laughs> position. You're just fucking anywhere, really. In all honesty, you're just a fucking turd. So um so yeah see you later mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. a good one um all right grizz it's done yeah microsoft has dropped the fucking ring into mordor and akb is theirs it's they own it it's so done. simple so activision done. blizzard king is now owned by microsoft i swear we have been speaking about this cap for near on a two year years. longer two years is that how long it it's, been it's been bantered for two years two years which yeah. is wild. I remember. I still remember um, uh, going into work uh, at my last job, and a lot of all of us were gamers, and we were just gobsmacked with the fact this that, that Microsoft had made a bid for for Blizzard yeah, at all. We it were. was yeah, it was Actually, dude. Why? Yeah, I was in my other house, man. It was such a fucking long time ago. So yeah. just just to refresh, because I know this is a long. You know, we talked about this a long time ago, but just to tell you guys. A bit of a summary of the deal. So 
This was Microsoft now own all the developers under the Activision Blizzard company. It includes the teams at Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, and King. Um, it also encompasses the following subsidiaries as well. Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, High Moon Studios, Beanox, Toys for Bob, Activision Shanghai Studios, Solid State Studios, and a bunch of others as well. So it is seriously a lot of things, Dude. Cap. <laughs> that, like Microsoft, do you know what is wild is Microsoft owns Call of Duty and yeah. Halo, which it, to me is kind of massive because um, the cross kind of collaboration shit that even thinking about, you know, like Overwatch and stuff of that, they could easily cr cross collaborate with. And I think just the cross pollination of different IPs now is probably going to be pretty fucking crazy. But I mean, just the mm. fact that Microsoft does completely own AKB now is kind of wild to think about. But yeah, you're right. Look, we there was obviously it was pretty bumpy. Uh, there was a lot of backlash, especially Sony was not particularly happy about it. <laughs> Yeah. To the point where they're saying that um, they were never going to financially recover from this ever again, uh, which I'm sure they very much will. Uh, but, you know, you had the Federal Trade Commission in the US really try to put the foot down on this one. They couldn't. Yeah. Um, they couldn't uh, front up a reasonable enough legal battle against Microsoft. Uh, and, I mean, frankly, the FTC was made to look like a bit of a fucking idiot um, multiple times yeah, during like the they had, had, campaign. Like lawyers in there and stuff that didn't know anything about the subject matter they were talking yeah. to. Asking you know. really weird questions and dumb questions uh, and almost kind of putting themselves in the shit, <laughs> I guess. And mm. uh, I think, you know, on top of that, then we had the CMA, which was kind of the UK regulator uh, and European regulator, I guess. I think mostly UK though. And uh they basically laid out their terms and conditions and said, this isn't going to go ahead unless there's, um, you know, because it's going to be monopolizing the uh, the cloud provider um, side of the business, you know, which I found quite surprising because, I mean, if you ask me, the thing they're really monopolizing is Game Pass. No one has anything even fucking close yeah. to Game Sony's Pass. Sony's tried, Cap. But I just, <laughs> and they you know, can't do it. Can't do it, mate. No. They just can't give them the yep. offering. Yep. Yeah, they're not, they're not willing to lose a shitload of money. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but regardless, Microsoft said, no worries. Here you go, Ubisoft. You can have the rights to uh, our video games, which I actually think was a fucking brilliant, 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 genius idea because no one's ever going to go to fucking Ubisoft to play their fucking cloud games ever. No, ever. And I'm sure that they thought when the CMA was like, all right, thanks, guys. At least you've unmonopolized it. It's like, yeah, but we've given it a fucking, you know, fucking dropkick bob down the road. He's never going to sell a single fucking subscription. The fucking Ubisoft launcher is the worst No one's going there, mate. No one's going there. So I'm sure Microsoft are laughing all the way home when when the CMA accepted that as reasonable grounds for not not uh, having a monopolization on just, uh, cloud streaming. So, yeah. Cap, just on the exclusivity thing, obviously this was a major um, point of contention with this deal, you know. So Microsoft did obviously come to an arrangement with PlayStation. So um, yep. this was And Nintendo. Don't forget and Nintendo. Nintendo. So they uh, announced that Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the, uh, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players have globally have more choice to play their favorite games. Also, 
Call of Duty on Switch as well, Cap. They is that Nintendo? They do the same. Well, same thing. presumably, we are going to be getting some. We're going to be getting Call of Duties on the Nintendo Switch moving forward. But the interesting thing is, we know that there's going to be a Nintendo Switch Two kind oh, yeah. of thing so coming maybe. soon. So yeah. I'd imagine that they probably will. They probably whatever talks they had, they probably knew about that device, and they said we'll be targeting that, not the current Switch. I cannot. I can't. I can't fathom call of duty coming to the current switch it just would i can't how would you do it how it's not gonna run you run it at 10 fps and yeah downscale the graphics and off you go man man i think the only the only other thing you could maybe do would be fucking somehow have some crazy ai um nvidia dlss or you know um the ft whatever ftx thing that uh, mm-hmm. AMD has come here what it's called. Uh, but even then, I can't imagine it really doing doing justice. But Sukai in chat saying otherwise probably cloud-based. That was probably yeah. another thing that might it might work. They've tried Quite to do mobile. that with other games. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, you know, maybe that, I mean, you never said what version of Call of Duty you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll give know. you the, the old is, yeah. original, what was the first Call of Duty? Modern Warfare <laughs> yeah. One or something. Yeah, Modern Warfare One. Have, yeah, cop yeah, this yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could potentially do that. They've they've done that with a couple of other games on the Switch. For example, they did Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts on uh, on the Switch by Cloud, and I believe it ran like utter fucking shit. But Microsoft mm. has much better infrastructure than whoever was running that. So, anyways, hey, interesting um, to see what happens. Cat, but yeah, I've been I've been. Thinking about this all day since thinking about uh, putting this run sheet together and doing some research on this, but I can't help but think Blizzard have been developing Diablo Four, knowing it's going to go to Game Pass. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think because the game sucks and they've got an ongoing monetization model that they can still cop funds off from it sitting there idle in the store. And it gives a reason for yeah. people to jump back in and, or even people that haven't paid yeah. to buy the game to play it. I also feel like a lot of developers these days is they know that they'll probably re-release the game in different marketplaces, right? Like, so clearly, you know, Blizzard was ready to release Diablo 4 on Steam, right? And so they probably thought, okay, well, we'll time that release with another season and hopefully we'll get like a bit more hype behind the game. And and maybe you're right. Maybe their next kind of, I guess, like marketing push will be, guess who what's coming to Game Pass? It's Diablo 4, baby. And then they release another wave of content. Maybe that, you know, t- the timing of things like this, I think is really important. Um, but I think for me, Grizz, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Game Pass. We did the, the, there was a, uh, a tweet that came out from Activision saying uh, we don't intend to put. You know, there's been a lot of questions around whether Call of Duty and Diablo Four and stuff would be on mm-hmm. Game Pass soon, and we don't intend to be putting them on uh, within the next few months or anything. But you you'll hear more news about this kind of stuff next year, kind of thing. So uh, presumably we will find them on Game Pass at some point. I'm I'm sure that. It, Call of Duty will go to, to Game Pass. I'd be very surprised if we didn't get that. Um, but I could maybe see another tier of Game Pass being added um, or maybe they alter the Game Pass in a way that they kind of prime, like, like a premium that's not quite the cloud 
streaming side of things. I'm I'm not too sure. I'm I'm wondering how Game Pass looks in the next year, basically, because I think the ecosystem effect for Microsoft is going to be quite dramatically different with the different games they're going to be having on there and the quality of games they're going to be having on there. Because I mean, let's be honest, you know, Redfall and Starfield have not been fucking trailblazers, <laughs> right? No, so- they have not. They have not. Well, they'll be on Game Pass, surely. Those games. Uh, well, I mean, Redfield, Redfield and Starfield Pass, is already on there. Is Starfield um, on Game Pass, Cap? Yeah, yeah. You could you could get it uh, day one, um, day one. Uh, but you could You're also right. pay $50 to get it three days early as well if you wanted. Um, so, yeah. What was I going to say? Forgotten now. What happens to, like, um, the other Diablo, um, Diablo's Cap, like, you know, Diablo 2 resurrected and, and that kind of thing. And the other thing that I'm curious about, you know, is the is the Battle.net launch still going to be a thing or are we going to see a lot of these games transfer over to the Microsoft store? That's a really good or? point. I would be very surprised if they maintain the Battle.net launcher for more than two years um, because I think for Microsoft, they want to consolidate. They want to get people into their ecosystem. They want to get people using their apps. And it doesn't make sense having people across the battle net. Like, why would you do that? The the, the ultimate move will be to transition people across. You probably still log in with a battle net account, maybe. I don't know how that looks. I mean, in all honesty, I think that sounds like a fucking development nightmare is trying to provide a reasonable... um user Bungie experience had, you'd put in like your bun when Bungie oh god they had when that they shifted whole, to steam Christ. Yeah, and you'd like have to put your Bungie id in and then like it would transfer over yeah. and all that i mean it worked shit. but like oh god gross uh, i don't know i think i think yeah. i think two i think two-ish years would be a you know maybe it's longer i don't i don't fucking know but <laughs> we're gonna see know. minecraft in diablo mate surely gonna be able to go play steve Dude. as a playable character <laughs> Dude, I actually reckon that would be fucking tight. Imagine going through a rift and it's like Minecraft Diablo. That would be sick. I mean, we've kind of had that. You They've know, Minecraft dungeons, came out with, mate, you know? with dungeons. I mean, it could be a Minecraft Dungeons cross Diablo 4. Well, actually, hmm, how does that work? Because, you know, very, right. very different IPs. Serious question. Though. Very different people. Serious question, so, Cap. Yeah. You know, you you've got these Battle.net IPs, uh, Blizzard IPs, right? So you've got. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All those things in that in that universe. Do you think we will actually see crossover with Microsoft um, Xbox um, titles? I think yeah. so for sure. Because and the only reason I say that is like, look how successful Fortnite's been with their collabs, right? And I think like ultimately, when it comes to especially live service games, I think collaboration and IP cross pollination is where you get a lot of people getting pretty excited for shit, right? Um, I, I honestly do think we'll see a lot of stuff like that. I mean, we've already, we'll talk about it later today, we've seen, um, I mean, obviously it's internal collaboration between Diablo 4 and Overwatch, but we're, we're getting Diablo 4 skins into Overwatch yeah. this next then, season. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking expensive. But, yeah, we'll talk <laughs> about that. Fucking expensive, mate. Jeez. Um, Almost as much as but, a disk drive to add to your PlayStation 5 cap. Well, exactly. Know. I know. Hectic. <laughs> but, you know, you could see all kinds of shit. I mean, you know, Bethesda and Blizzard are now brother sister companies, right? Like, yeah, you know, th- this is the kind of stuff we're going to potentially be seeing coming into. You know, you might see, you know, the new, um, I don't know, the the next Doom game have Halo skins, 
for on um, on day one release as part of a um, you know pre order bonus or some shit like that. You're gonna see that kind of stuff for sure. Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, how soon do we see it? Who fucking knows? Uh, but yeah, regardless, pretty interesting. Microsoft announced the news via Twitter that they had sort of sealed the deal and they were, you know, welcoming uh, Activision Blizzard to the family and stuff. So, yep, it's uh, it's very much done, Grizz, and uh, it feels a little bit. I mean, for me, it feels a bit surreal, but um, yeah, yeah crazy. long time coming. Crazy um, time to be alive, I, my friend. Just my personal take on it, Cap. I mean, there was a lot of talk about this early on about it being either positive or negative for the gaming industry. I actually. I don't think it's a negative thing for the gaming industry. I think that Sony had a bit of a cry about some exclusivity stuff solely around Call of Duty, which sucks anyway. Um, I think that maybe there's potential that um, we can clean up some of, I don't know, Blizzard's other games that aren't doing particularly well and maybe have an impact on those. Yeah, look, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, ultimately... uh... You know, Blizzard's been through a fair bit of shit recently and uh, they've dragged themselves through the mud, quite frankly. But, you know, Microsoft is obviously a, another large corporation which is going to be owning another large corporation um, that was doing some shady shit for a while. Uh, will that solve things? Probably not. But mm. will it maybe provide a better environment for people to make good games? I hope so because Blizzard is not the Blizzard that we once knew and loved uh they are a shell of their former selves and i don't know I, I do genuinely just hope that microsoft can give them a platform to create reasonably just good games you know games that aren't just fucking shoveled with microtransactions and ways to uh you know flog increase you know, shareholder sales yeah yeah exactly so you know, I know that's still going to be obviously um, on the board, but hopefully they can they can do gamification and monetization in a better way, um, and you know, don't make me feel like uh, Diablo Four's trying to fucking pull my wallet through a fucking rift. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens, though. We'll see what happens. See what happens, yeah. mate. Who will? There you go. Who will? Now, Grizz. One thing I hmm. wanted to touch on today as well: the Steam Deck has left the Steam top ten. Uh, global bestsellers chart after 80 weeks. Yeah, right. So, so this, they, the charts have like things like anything available on Steam that you can buy. Is that correct? Cap? Yep. Correct. Yeah. So uh, the the Steam Deck's been selling like hotcakes. And um, yeah, I just thought ultimately incredible run um, to be in there for 80 weeks. But I really do feel like the Steam Deck has, I guess, put handheld gaming on a map you know we've since had the um asus ally or rog ally come out we've had a shitload of other kind of um devices we've even had um was it uh was it it wasn't lenovo or logitech it's putting out their cloud gaming device as well i think it's really highlighted this idea that people would like to be able to perform some kind of handheld gaming you know, on the couch or in bed or, I mean, it's been, mm-hmm. for me, it's been a, a fucking game changer, literally, uh, because I I don't have to sit on my PC. I mean, I'm one of the days, you know, in the last six months, I've been completely fucked, you know, like, because I've got a baby and but I still want a game, but I don't want to sit on my PC and game because I'm cooked. I'm trying to yeah. lie down and yeah. play a little cheeky game. And even if I'm just doing Steam remote play, but regardless, I think the Steam Deck has really opened the gate for people thinking about 
ways to provide a good handheld experience, not too heavy, multiple options, provide it almost like a desktop PC, like a mini desktop PC that's still going to punch fairly well. Um, you know, we're still not quite there yet with great specs and running, you know, your cyberpunks at ultra, obviously mm. we're not going to be there for ages, but I think having a good ecosystem like steam does one thing I, I will criticize steam for is they steam deck verify a lot of steam deck games and they're quite frankly not verified some um, of them are not particularly well optimized no they run like shit uh, and it's like yeah. oh well it gets more than 10 frames and it's like well you know that's not fucking verified mate that's fucking garbo uh, you know, for example, where I think when Baldur's Gate first came out, Baldur's Gate 3 came out, don't know how it runs now, but when I first loaded that onto my Steam Deck, it ran like garbage. And so I Did ended up really? just remote yeah. playing it. And yeah. that was a much better kind of, I don't know, uh, much better turn, experience guess, for me. But I guess we can play, you know, turn based combat and stuff like that probably allows that to be an okay experience. Just one thing on the sales cap. Yeah. So, it says that uh, one of the Reddit comments was that um, good to note that the Steam bestseller list is based on the amount of revenue something makes, not the amount of units sold. Uh, so one Steam Deck sale is equivalent to like eight full-priced games. Um, but Fair. I will say this though, mate. Like when I did my trip away, um, I took a gaming laptop with me, um, my brother's gaming laptop, and it was fucking beefy, dude, because I wanted yeah, to play Steam. I wanted to play Steam games while I was away. Mm-hmm. I actually spent my whole time playing Binding of Isaac, which you can do that on a Nintendo Switch. Would have been great on a Steam Deck. It <laughs> <laughs> would have been great on a Steam Deck. Um, but it did make me realize that I think I need to get a Steam Deck if I'm going to be away because I just there's no way I'm carrying around a laptop like that out offshore and everything else. It's cumbersome, but no. also like you know the risk of breaking something like that. Oh, absolutely. Know, Steam Deck seems like a bit more protectable. But, yeah, I mean the case is bloody good as well, like really well padded, and um, you know it's even got like a really good band on it that you can use to kind of attach it to luggage and stuff like that. So yeah, I think they've thought really hard and well about the product in general. But um, I'm really interested to see what they do in the next couple of years. Uh, do you I think it's expect- going to? Do you think it's going to give us the experience uh, that you're hoping for in terms of you know all the pretty much you know things working out of the box and the verified games working as they should like what is the technology gap that that would you know stop i think it's hard because i mean we're always moving forward with technology right and i think there's only so much we can do in you know a handheld device i mean you know compare the size of your computer and and the cooling characteristics of a pc and what you're able to do with with that size device in terms of you know what we can fit in there, and and how much airflow and whatnot we can get through it, and then you've also then you've got to take that and then put it into a very small device which can't pull as much air through it, and you know needs to do a lot of things at once. It's, I think, we, it might be a while off. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll never quite get there. Um, maybe <laughs> probably similar eventually... to virtual reality cap. You know, like yeah. I feel like we've kind of reached yeah. this fucking mass where. Yeah, it's better, but it's Honestly, still not, not perfect. You know? I, I, I think in the next five or so years, we'll probably be using handheld devices as just cloud gaming devices. You yeah, know? I think that's you know probably what? I, how it goes. I think that's the way it should be. And, you know, that, that's difficult too in a self-cap because the world 
has every every place you go has different quality of internet speeds, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I feel like that, you know, you have a, a nice experience on using remote play heavily relies on your quality of your internet. Absolutely. We're getting there. I mean, you know, we used to complain so much about Australian internet, but I must say, Kat, oh, my internet's pretty stable now and pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't yeah, long ago. It's not we perfect everywhere. But yeah. I mean, you're right, mate. I remember, you know, my house probably two or three houses ago. Um, yeah, my internet was absolutely garbage. I was on the phone to um, Telstra just about every fucking week, just trying to figure out what the hell's going on with my internet. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Well, yeah, as, I remember <laughs> as Pav. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> what ended up happening to his internet? Something crazy. I can't even quite remember. Every, like, every four minutes or something, his internet would stutter and our podcast would drop out. And yeah. That went on for like eight months until he called the ISP and they got him to do a firmware update on his, uh, on his uh, <laughs> router. Well, I mean, that becomes, a, that becomes a user problem, not <laughs> a product problem. <laughs> user error, my friend. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyways, I think um, I'm very excited to see what happens with the Steam Deck moving forward. I would love to see a beefier Steam Deck in the next few mm. years because I think we're kind of going to end up leaving it behind. But, um, yeah, I mean, by then... Hopefully, we'll see a significantly more powerful switch as well. So, you know, there's some things to look forward to. So, there you fucking go. Now, speaking about Steam, Grizz, Steam Next Fest is back on. It's on right now. Now, yeah, open today, right? The 16th? Uh, I think it opened last week sometime. Or maybe was it today? I thought it was earlier. I can't remember. Cannot remember, my friend. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Regardless, there is a mm. shitload of indie game dev- uh, demos. Um, uh, Straightjacket Jim and chat saying it was last week, uh, but it'll probably end at some point this week. I'm not too sure on the exact day. It's probably like Wednesday, Thursday this week from mm-hmm. memory. Um, but, yeah, basically jump onto Steam. You'll see a big splash screen saying, steam next fest um and it's a basically just a celebration of upcoming video games uh, and they do a shitload of demos and you can kind of have a bit of a squeeze through the most popular demos at the moment um a couple off the top are enshrouded japanese drift master deep rock galactic survivor micro civilization and more uh but yeah, I downloaded a bunch. I haven't had a chance to play any. I was really hoping to find some time to play mm-hmm. some of this stuff mm-hmm. before before the episode, but it just did not happen. Um, but I, I was going to go through what I downloaded. So um, we've been talking about the Deep Rock Galactic Survivor yes, we've talked about game that for a before. while. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of got the you know Deep Rock uh, kind of mining, Dwarves, isn't it? Dwarf, dwarf mining, space dwarf mining <laughs> simulator thing going on yeah. with hordes of um, enemies, but they've kind of taken it into like a top-down shoot 'em up mm. kind of survival Horde, game with yeah. with gathering and roguelike elements. So uh, that looks really Sounds fucking rad. Right up my alley. I'm definitely going to give that a go. Cat. Yep. Um, it is a different dev, I believe, to the actual Deep Rock Galactic game. Is that correct? I believe it's actually a different. Because that game is pretty freaking cool. Um, I could be totally wrong there. That is a good question. I think uh, maybe you're right, actually. Um, I didn't didn't actually know that. I just assumed it was the same dev, but it does kind of look a little bit different. But um, Either way, it does look pretty cool. Regardless, it still has the same kind of aesthetic. Um, Now, what else have I got in here? I've also got uh, a game called The Last Faith, which is a... 
So this looks like a 2D side-scrolling Bloodborne-style video game, Ooh. kind of like Blasphemous Cross uh, Bloodborne, uh, more, much heavier on the Victorian kind of, um, you know, Bloodborne-esque, um, you know, style. Um, so got very gothic. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of very similar stuff. Even the map looks almost identical to the blood, uh, the blasphemous map, and yeah, looks very similar to that. Uh, a lot of bats and you know gothic things and things with wings and <laughs> so, that kind of vibe. But uh, you know, sounds a bit Castlevania-ish as well. So I cop that one as well. Um, have, again, haven't played any of these, but uh, now what else have I got? I also got this thing called Sky Children of the Light. Now this is a it's it's an MMO. And Ooh, it, it kind of yeah. looks a bit like a Sky version of, was it called Dust? Uh, it's an old indie game. Um, anyways, highly minimalistic, like very little. You kind of, it was it, the whole game. I remember, oh, I can't remember what the game was called, but someone might be able to remember in chat and um, bring it to my attention. But there was this game on, on PlayStation a while back and you kind of, it's literally just you walking through a desert and you could run into like a friend and then you'd walk together for a bit. And that was kind of the game. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't seem like much, but it was quite a heart, a heart a, a heartwarming, touching little gaming exp- uh, journey is the one I'm thinking. Journey, oh, thank you, right. Luke. Um, now, I don't know if yeah. this is made by the people that did Journey, but it's got very similar vibes. Um, you know, low poly, uh, doesn't seem like there's an awful lot of dialogue or anything going on, but a lot of like emotive kind of things happening. Um, and the the game's kind of described as uh, helps players meaningfully connect with one another. You are a child of the light with a magical cape set out into the world to find others like yourself. All are welcome in this cozy open world adventure above the clouds. I don't know. I just thought it sounded interesting and so I wanted to try it. Um, I can't imagine it being a trailblazer or anything like that but uh, you know you can explore seven dreamlike realms uh, embark on a quest to save spirits mm. in each constellation uh, live an epic journey to uh, restore light to the falling kingdom and then play collaboratively with friends and find collectibles and just just fun things that so yeah a little MMO yeah. experience so just, will it be a once paid not a subscription kind of thing cap do we know it looks like that's the case yeah okay. nice. um, the one I've got on here, Grizz, is a game called The Thermitage or Thormitage. Yep. Uh, it is I saw a... that as well. That was on my list too. Looks yeah. pretty interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, turn-based isometric RPG. Uh, think of, uh, well, God, basically Baldur's Gate style video game. Um, looks like it's kind of set in like World War One or Two-ish era. Uh, but it's got magic. Twentieth uh, century Warsaw cap. Um, is that World War One? What is that? Yeah, twentieth century Warsaw. I think. I think so. Uh, yeah. The demo: the two find themselves in a remote Russian mountain village, looking for a preacher who turns out to be Rasputin. So, um, looks really interesting. Looks quite dark as well. Uh, I think it. Yeah. yeah. It looks looks pretty well done. Some of the art style in there for sure. Yeah, looks really baller. So, um, yeah, I think the kind of uh, I don't know, just the the aesthetic and the background kind of story and whatnot seems really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And just the yeah, like you said, that mix of uh, Warsaw cross magic and sort of you know Lovecraftian weirdness looked really fucking rad. So I'm pretty keen to give that one a crack. Uh, I don't know if I'll 
I'm kind of umming and ahhing about whether I actually play this demo because I actually think I'll probably just rather play the video game when it comes out. But yeah, we'll see. I've got a lot okay. of stuff on my bucket. So but anyways, those were the main ones. Chris, what about you? I've got two to add to your list, mate. You've actually yep. picked up the ones that I thought looked cool. First one is called <laughs> Exhausted Man. Um, Exhausted Man. Yeah, Exhausted Fuck, Man. Is that a game about me? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, it sounds fucking hilarious and it looks ridiculous. But you play as an exhausted man. Uh, you play through a string of scenarios that feature a person who, exi- who is exhausted but cannot sleep until they finish their goal. Each person Amazing. is too tired to stand up, meaning they must do everything lying down. <laughs> Amazing. I like so, the sound of that. Okay. It sounds a bit so like that, uh, that Devolver Digital, that guy who's kind of... Baby steps. Walk. Yeah. So uh, yeah. There's, there's a couple of screen captures you can see of the game. Look, they, these are pretty meme The other one that I saw that looks pretty funny as well, Cat is called Another Crab's Treasure. Uh, the developer is a- Agro Crab, and it's a <laughs> Agro Crab. Uh, Love yeah. it. <clears throat> Instead of fighting your way through dungeons, uh, you battle your way through a crumbling undersea kingdom in this fast kind of fast and furious combat uh, underwater, uh, and you're kind of working your way through. It's a, kind of like a hack and slash crab crab battle game. So, fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> Man, where do people go with this shit? Yeah, I don't um, know. Mate, but though. there is there is a lot. So, guys, there is a lot of games for you to check out. Yeah, now's a good time. Get in there, check it out. Some of these are smaller devs. In fact, most of these are smaller devs, like Agro yep. Crab. So, if you play a demo that you enjoy, go wish list it. Wait for it to come out. Support these little devs, and you know, it's all good. Yeah, just get in there, and um, you know, all you literally got to do is just jump on the main page and just see what's trending, and and have a click through some of the stuff in there that you like the look of. Um, you can set your tags and stuff, so um, yeah, narrow it by a tag that you like the look of. So, yeah, worth a, worth a crack. But yeah, there you go. All right, Grizz. Now, one final story that I just thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, so, basically, people were wondering in the latest Legend of Zelda video game, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, you know what happened to all the you know the guardians and the Sheikah tech that you know from Breath of the Wild, the original um, game, and. Uh, you know the the boss of um, you know Legend of Zelda, Mister. Um, I think I can't remember whether it was uh, was it a new a Numa, uh, whatever. It, no, uh, Zelda director Hidemaro Fujibayashi uh, said the following. Uh, so I think people were like, "What happened? What? Why did everything mysteriously disappear?" <laughs> and his response was, "Well." Everything mysteriously disappeared, and it's unsure why they mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> that, was <laughs> that, essentially the, that was essentially the fucking reasoning. I just always assumed that it was ever. like a change in time that that stuff was no longer there. Like Zelda's always weird with time scales. Yeah, you know? absolutely. There's, there's I always mean, different you know, shit happening on different time scales. Yeah, uh, but Nintendo's pretty good at just being like. You know they they won't they don't give you the answers to absolutely everything. If if they yeah. want to employ uh, gameplay over you know some story continuity, they're probably going to do that nine times out of ten. Um, and it's one thing I definitely commend Nintendo for because they will often just go, well, who cares? Get rid of it, and we'll make yeah. the game fun. Um, but yeah, I just thought the fact that he <laughs> was like, well. They mysteriously disappeared <laughs> without any without any reason, and uh, basically <laughs> left. So yeah. Anyways, it's fucking Just great. Keep, there you keep, go. Keep, keep them guessing, cat. That's what you got to do. Absolutely. Mate. All right, Grizz. Now, Grizz, I want to know. 
How's your fucking gaming been going? Oh, can I be brutally honest here, Cap? Yeah, absolutely. I'm running a, ga- I own a game podcast here. I pretty much haven't touched games since last we spoke. Look, I started a new job, okay. right? I started a That's new job. Right. It's been fucking pretty busy, but I have been consuming my gaming through watching other people play video games. There is yeah. a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, it has your game going. First one, Cap, is Grand Poo World 3 has officially been Ooh. announced with a release date. So Now, um, for those that don't know, what is that? All right. So Super Mario World, there's a whole community um, that, that uh, basically um, create, use the assets of Super Mario World to create harder versions of the game. It's called Kaizo Mario World. And, it, you know, things like you're jumping off shells and like doing all crazy stuff and very difficult, hard platforming. Um, there's a few different games that have been made by, uh, I guess you could call them developers, creators, ROM hack creators that have really broken the mold in being um, the best in field. And of those, one particular streamer called Barbarous King has created the Grand Poo World series. We saw Grand Poo World 1, Grand Poo World 2, and those games partly um, brought him success to, to, to his Twitch stream but also people fell in love with Kaizo Mario World. So we've been waiting many years for the announcement of Grand Poo World 3. In fact, there's a Twitter account saying, is Grand Poo World 3 out yet? And he literally says no every single day. Um, but we have a release date. <laughs> I believe it's coming out November 10th, so uh, next month sometime. So the Kaizo community has been... Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I actually have... I've got a... Um, I've got like a HDMI version of a Super Nintendo called a Super NT um, that takes cartridges. So I'm going to start picking it back up again and, and warming up my fingers, I reckon, because I think it's a good opportunity Shit, to play something new and uh, give it a crack. So there's that. You've got to your, get your practice happening, mate. <laughs> yep, got to get my practice happening, mate. So like, we'll, we'll jump back into memory. that. Get the muscle memory. Yep. We might yep. play through a couple of the old ROM hacks and see how we go. Quickie World 2, mate, you know, the old Hell classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, there's that, but I've been yeah, like I mentioned in the in the introductory section, I've been watching a lot of uh, Dota two, uh, uh, the international tournament, um, which you know it's great, um, lacking prize pool, but I just really enjoy competitive Dota two. I think in terms of all oh, sports that I view, um, esports and normal sports, Dota is what I enjoy the most. I just really enjoy the intricacies of the pro scene and. Yeah, it's exciting. I laid down a couple of bets, mate. So one of them is completely fucking dead in the water. But I did put money on Tundra <laughs> to get into the final, and they're looking pretty tasty so far. So that's got top, top Ooh, set in yeah, the mate. mid lane and everything else. So um, they're looking yeah. pretty good. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Beers on Grizzly if it pulls through. That's it. A couple of beers on me if it pulls through. What about you, Cap? How's your game going? You've actually been playing video games, haven't you? I have been playing a fair few video games, um, basically still pumping through um, a bit of cyberpunk. I'm actually really enjoying just kind of doing a couple of missions here and there and then just putting it down again. Um, it's just, I think they do a really good job of um, uh, just just giving you good reasons to go and do little side quests and stuff and and the main story content for a lot of the main storylines in there are just very, very well put together. And I just really like all the characters that I'm encountering and, uh, you know, I just, I, I really like it. Um, it's, it's surprising because when that game first came out, I was really put off by just the technical state of it. And, uh, but now I'm, I don't, I've, I've had no issues with it at all. Just, um, 
very much right? enjoying it. Yeah, it. no, it's been a really, really fun game to yeah. get stuck back into. It's in a really good spot at the moment. So I'm really enjoying that. I've been still slowly making my way through uh, Cocoon, which is this little kind of indie uh, puzzler. Yep, um, spoke about that you know, last time. Yep. Yeah, yep, you're kind of manipulating all these weird insectoid, uh, low poly, uh, like alien fucking machinery as a bug man. And it's just awesome. Such a good game. Really well put together. If you find a copy of it on Steam on sale or if you're willing to pay full price for it, you will not be disappointed. I think it's also might be on Game Pass. So go and give it a crack. It's it's a belter. Um, really, really Definitely going to be in my game of the year's sort of rundown for sure. Um, the other game I played, Grizz, was Lords of the Fallen. Lords of the Fallen came out last week. Yeah, dude, I've actually watched uh, some people play through that. It looks awesome, but also it looks extremely fucking frustrating at the same time. So, yeah, it's how, look, how it's are you a finding little it, bit janker. Um, I really like it for a Maybe, lot of reasons. Maybe tell the people what it is first before you tell yeah, me. Yeah, so look, it. it's a Dark Souls, Soulsborne like, I guess. Um, but its big gimmick is that you kind of are walking the line. You have this this lamp that you can shine on things to show the the undead realm version mm. of the current area you're in. Uh, and you can go into that realm to do certain things. Sometimes it's your only way forward. You need to go into that realm to get a different path to get out of somewhere or um, it might open up secret passageways or show you insights into some of the lore or future or whatever else. You can, can also you use find, it. Can you find treasure and stuff in there as well, Cat? Like chests? Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, yep, you can. Uh, you can also use the lamp to like rip sp- uh, the souls out of enemies and, and deal some pre-damage to things beforehand. Um, but look, the game feels a little bit more arcadey than your typical Dark Souls. I think it, uh, it's uh, your character runs like a lot faster and just stuff like that, and um, seems to be able to dodge and run around a lot quicker. Whereas your Dark Souls, you know, I feel a little There's bit weight, heavier and weighted. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this definitely has a bit more of an arcadey kind of feel to it, and, and honestly, not really to a fault. Like I think it kind of feels like its own kind of thing. It definitely ha- shares a lot of stuff with Lies of P in a lot of ways. It has the it? virtually the exact same uh, blocking mechanism behind it, where um, really? if you block, you take sort of damage, which you can earn back through hits. I don't mind. Um, okay, interesting. Yep. So it feels good. Uh, and I quite like that approach. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I just think it's paced fairly well so far. The first the first boss wasn't too bad, but the second boss was a real fucking ball ache. Um, and I just fucking, I was just like, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to get someone in to come and help me. And do you know what? They were more of a burden than <laughs> just doing it myself. Actually, <laughs> so I the guy that I it. was watching, Sing Sing, was playing through it and he was saying that a lot of people were complaining about the difficulty of the game but then also not using all the tools at hand to make the game easier yeah. and yeah. he goes at that point you may as well be doing a challenge run if you're not using the tools that they've given you in the game um yeah to play the game as is like summons and stuff like that so yeah yeah difficult yeah, what I do you reckon the- cap is it is it uh, is it frustratingly difficult or is it all right. Um, I actually difficulty. haven't. I haven't had that much difficulty with it yet. 
I think there's kind of some spikes that feel a bit rough here and there. Um, but I did kind of find myself kind of running past some of the enemies just to get to the next kind of like bonfire, just so I could yeah have a place to be and go backwards um, rather than having to go back all the way through it. So, um, look, I think my first biggest rough point was the second boss that I fought, and even then it wasn't like out of control, difficult, and I knew what I needed to do, and I was just probably getting a little bit greedy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is hard in places, but yeah, I think it's just a different kind of game, but I do really appreciate the aesthetic of it. And it's kind of got this kind of undead death thing going on with the, this, you know, the parallel realm crossed with, you know, this kind of very dark Soulsian kind of, um, story going on behind it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it it feels good. And I, I quite like, uh, the way they've put it together. I mean, it feels very Dark Souls in the menuing and everything else. I will say there's been a few technical issues that I've run into with the game and, uh, you know, they've kind of been pretty rough. Like uh, I couldn't even interact with the menu using my controller uh, at the start menu. I had to use my uh, mouse and keyboard to get into the game. Um, which yeah. obviously felt like is shit. Is it on so. PlayStation 5 as well? Can you get it? You know? I'm not too sure exactly what other... Um, I'm sure it will be. Uh, hmm. uh, good question, actually. Um, I'd have to check that, but I'm pretty sure it is. I think it's on um, on you know, on know consoles. Are you going to go um, finish yeah. Liza P, Cap? Do you know what? I probably won't. Um, I can't see myself doing it. I could probably see myself finishing Lords of the Fallen over Liza yeah? P, actually. Yeah, um, I think the thing with Liza P for me is there's just something about the level design and how it's put together that just feels a little bit stale in some places to me. I think I think Liza P is an incredibly well put together game, but sometimes I just feel I can see the edges a little bit uh, of just how things are kind of put together, and it just kind of puts me off it a little bit. Whereas I don't know, I think with Lords of the Fall, and I think they're they're I don't know they're Approach to level design and um, just the way it feels a little bit arcadey and a little bit funny and weird and janky just kind of feels good in some ways. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, at this stage, I probably, I mean, maybe I'll go back to Liza P, but it's kind of just been nice playing some um, cyberpunk fairly you casually. You know, we're never going to run out of games, Cap. I don't think there's ever going to be a point in time where you're like, okay, well, I've got nothing to play yeah. right now. I might go play Liza P after. I feel like there's just so many releases now and not enough yeah. time to play them all. Well, the next big one for me is going to be playing a bit of Super Mario Wonder. I mean, that's not too far away. That's like a week or so away. Yeah, I think it's the 24th of this month or something like that. So, you know, there's always there's always something on the horizon, Grizz, and that's how they get your mola, the man money. So expensive hobby gaming. But yeah. We need to start yeah, getting nice. um, we need to start getting review keys, Capo. We need mates. I know. I know. We need to get someone to hook us up. You get straight jacket Jim to start pulling some hook strings for us. Jim, hook us up, yeah. mate. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so that was uh, that was my gaming mate. So it's going going pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Very nice. Um, what? Yeah. Um one final thing I just wanted to say, Grizz, is yeah. uh, a quick stat. Um uh CD Project Red spent a hundred and twenty five million dollars on CD uh, on Cyberpunk post release just trying to get that Whoa. game back together. Really, uh, I also think that might include production for you know um, doing the anime and stuff like that. And they've now got a live action um, series in the works that's going to be going through Amazon, I think, or or maybe not Amazon. Dude, maybe live Netflix. action, I reckon, would be fucking great. Cyberpunk, I reckon, live it'd be action. cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sick. If they can get some really cool actors and, and good actors in there that uh, don't make it cringy, because I think uh, I think the cyberpunk stuff could potentially come across as cringy with real actors. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, if they can put a, a good fucking cyberpunk story together, you know, they've got the attitude of cyberpunk and uh, it's, it's pretty baller. I think... Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So I'm interested to see what they pump out. But, um, yeah, so there you go. All right, Grizz, you know what time it is, baby. It's Still time mate. for the rapid fire, baby. Rapid fire news. Brought to rapid you by. Rapid fire. DJ Francesco. It's in the freaking game, Grizzly. Brought to you by our good friend, Mr. DJ Francesco. What a legend. Appreciate you, baby. All right, Grizz. Now, remember Lord of the Rings Golem? Remember that one? I do remember Lord of the Rings Golem. Yep, that terrible, terrible game that I was terrible video game. very excited for that just didn't go that good. Yeah, it just did not go well. The development kind of seemed to just go into development hell and just a bug-filled fucking mess. Yeah. Uh, it did not rate well. It was not well received by the consumer base. Just a hugely terrible video game that came out. Uh, now, they subsequently apologized with a tweet, which was memed on quite significantly. <laughs> and okay. following that, it seems that uh, that tweet was probably written using chat GPT. <laughs> can you retrace what was written in? You can, can't you? You can put like a bunch of text into chat GPT and it will tell you. I don't know if it will purposely retrace or you might get close perhaps, but I think where this all came unraveled was uh, there was some in some sort of private anonymous insights into the behind the scenes development of Gollum. And I think one of the things was the use of chat GPT <laughs> for that particular <laughs> tweet. Pretty rough. So there you go. Uh, classic. Okay. Cap, I'm going to do a double header here, mate. We'll do. I'll do this and into the poll because it uh, kind of yep. sings off the same song well sheet played, here. So, Counter Strike Two has become Valve's worst rated video game ever. Um, and as part of the poll this week, we asked the question. We do run a poll every week, don't we, Capo? From our we Twitter Twitter account, uh, twitter.com/slash yeah, OGR show. Yep, you got it. That's the Did one, it? baby. That's the one. That's the one. Um. Look, we asked people, Cap, Counter-Strike 2 has become Valve's worst-rated video game ever, boasting a 3.2 out of 10 on Metacritic user score. Do you think Counter-Strike deserves Counter-Strike 2 deserves such a low user uh, review score? All right. Um, me personally? Uh, what do you think, mate? I actually probably would have voted no for this, I think. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a massive video gamer. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we had the following options, Grizz. Yes, it's justified. No, and results, please. Uh, of the yes and no's, we had 36.4% of yes, and for no, 27.3%. So, look, rounding that and taking away the result, please, voters, mm. uh, we kind of got a fairly close 50-50 split, really. It's pretty close, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are bandwagoning on this cap because it doesn't hasn't got the features of uh, Counter Strike One. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, some stuff that like I feel like are fairly staple features. I mean, for me, the big one's fucking Gun Game. I used to love going and playing some Gun Game in Counter Strike, but um, mm. yeah. So, um, what do you think, Chris? What, what do you think is sort of holding it back? I don't really know, to be honest, Cap. I mean, I have noticed it has dropped off on views a little bit on uh, the old the old Twitch TV, but. 
Yeah, look, I, I, I tend to think that it's just those things that were built into Counter-Strike 1 that are no longer in the second one. People are missing those. But I also know that a lot of like, you know, pros felt like there were things with the tick rate and the game didn't quite feel the same. So um, who knows? Who yeah. knows, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see where it's at in the next kind of six months and see whether it can uh, pull its shit together. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think obviously just missing a few features people expected. Um, but yeah, anyway. All right, Grizz. Now the indie Lovecraft in fishing game Dredge hits 1 million sales, smashing expectations, which is really rad. I mean, Dredge is such a good game. It was one of the first games I got on my Steam Deck and what a perfect game for that, that device, may I say. Uh, but they've since done a bit of DLC and you know done a heap of updates and yeah, Banger of a game. If you haven't played Dredge, go and give it a crack because it, it, fuck, it's good. Did you play it? No, I still haven't played it, Cap. Fuck, I should play that, eh? Too Put many games list, to mate. play, mate. Put it on the wish list, yeah. <laughs> I think you'd really enjoy that. I think you'd really get a kick out of that game. It's really, really well put together. Mm. Um, Cap, interesting news here, mate, but CD Projekt Red devs are forming a union. Um, a little bit of detail. We are a trade union connecting all professional... Let's say ad. What are they doing, Cap? What are they forming a union for to protect their workers or something, are they? Well, or? essentially just protect their workers' rights. I think, um, you know, CD Projekt Red in, uh, <clears throat> well, I think, I think, um, yeah, like it, there's been a lot of crunch and stuff at, at CD Projekt Red in the past and uh, they just want to kind of protect their employees from things like crunch and I yeah. guess just kind of wage disparity and um, Fair bits, treatment. bits and pieces yep. like that. Yeah, um, and, you know, just kind of uh, also things like uh, maybe a bit more representation when it comes to things like layoffs, et cetera. So, um, you know, I actually think game development is the perfect place for unions. I mean, unions can be fairly controversial, but I think places like game development really need some regulation and people to bat for uh, the dev. So, um, yeah, I, I think these are, I, I'm really glad for these guys that they've got that representation and, and gonna, are going to have that moving forward. So good on them. Um, it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, now, Grizz, we spoke about it briefly earlier, but Blizzard has locked <laughs> some very, very sought-after skins behind a paywall. So um, now, look, I mean, we're very aware that often you pay for skins, sure, uh, but more recently, uh, Blizzard kind of spruiked the idea of a Diablo-themed um, kind of uh, flavor in the next sort of Overwatch season. And uh, what's since happened is <clears throat> uh, they've kind of announced that the the Lilith skins, and I'm trying to remember who the other, what was it? Um, oh, what's the rocket launcher lady's name? Farah? Um, yeah. Think so, maybe. Uh, Moira and Farah skin. Yeah. Farah, yep. So Moira's getting a Lilith skin, and Farah's getting like a um, Inarius kind of archangel skin. Uh, basically, well, they've locked it behind a almost sixty dollar uh, ultimate Jesus. game bun- battle pass bundle. Uh, which is the it comes with the battle pass plus a bunch of extra shit, but that's so that's Canadian dollars, so probably roughly Australian ish dollars. Um, but yeah, very very fucking expensive. Big bucks. Uh, virtually a video. You're basically paying for a video game at that price, um, which you're not getting. You're getting a season part battle pass and some fucking skins. So uh, we'll play Blizzard. Hopefully you stop doing that shit with uh, your parent company, your new parent company. But we'll see. Okay. Um... 
Very interesting, Capo. Too expensive, mate. Just don't buy it, I guess. It's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cap, Lies of P uh, is confirmed to be getting a DLC. Developer Noah has confirmed it on a Korean job board. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where they've got clearly a dot point there as part of in, their employment. It said DS, DLC planned for production. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Which is rad. So it's good to see that Lies of P, um, you know, the developers. They've managed to, you know, clearly get good response on on this. So um, yeah, stoked for them. It's um, it's bloody great. So, GG. Now, Grizz, the Game Awards, our favourite event of the year, uh, run by none other than Jeffrey Keeley, uh, was going to be run this year on the seventh of December. Uh, this is the same event where we had a young boy come up and accept the Game of the Year award. Uh, and he was just some fucking random bloke off the street, uh, and uh, fucking uh, Miyazaki from uh, From Software was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> so anything could happen this year, guys. So get around it. Um, but yeah, so this is where we're going to get all. Turns out that <laughs> guy's been random. in a lot of stuff though, hasn't he? Cap like he's different yep. media things. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a fucking weird cat, but uh, yep. uh, regardless, uh, get around that. <laughs> Often you get a. You know, you get some pretty good, uh, you know, game announcements and stuff like that. I probably expect to see uh, some gameplay for the Elden Ring DLC. Hopefully, Ooh, I yes. think that's where we're going to see it. We're hopefully, for that. yeah, yep. yep. So I think that could be pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, so you know, cool. probably book. What what day is that, Grizz? Hang on, the seventh of December would be a Thursday. So. I think that might be Friday for us, which is great. I work from home on Fridays, so you know I we have able to have that on the side monitor. Yeah, bit of game awards over here, bit of you know work things over here. So it's gonna be yeah. great. Perfect, mate. Um, Cap Stardew Valley, mate. You played that game? Um, look, sort of. Not an did awful you, lot. Not as much do- as you have. Did you have the dog or the cat? What kind of Fuck. person are you, mate? You I think I had the cat. Probably the cat. I love dogs, but I have a cat. So there's always been hats in that game, but they've got hats on cats and dogs now. Uh, More hats on cats and dogs in a recent update in Stardew Valley that you can acquire. There is a little hat vendor. Pretty sure you can buy stuff. So it's pretty cool. Keep adding to that video game. In fact, speaking about uh, Concerned Ape Cap, they've got a new game that Chocolatier that should be we should be hearing about soon as well. It's been in development yeah. for a while. We've we've also got a massive update coming to Stardew, right? Like that this hat thing probably is coming in as a part of that massive update that he's planning or they're planning. Far out. Such a <laughs> so, good game. Such a good game, yeah. mate. Absolutely. Now, Grizz, Arcane, as in the League of Legends uh, anime adaption that came to Netflix, uh, the season, the second season, uh, dates have been announced and we can expect the last quarter of 2024, which is pretty exciting, mate, because, um, I mean, that's... That uh, that uh, TV series won a shitload of awards, but you yeah. know it was incredibly well received by the public. So, um, and yeah, I think the the cool thing was you didn't really even need to be a League of Legends fan to really get into it. You kind of um, you know set the pace. I loved easy, it, you know? Kat. I think I spoke about it on this ep- on uh, on OGR, but when I did my recent trip over to what was it somewhere over east and um, ended up just binging the whole Arcane season one. Not a League yeah, of Legends fanboy at all, but yeah, um, fantastic. So I'll definitely be 
keeping the eyes peeled to, to watch so the Exactly. Second, if they can turn a lot. Dota 2 fanboy <clears throat> into, you know, I even, even downloaded League of Legends. I did. Yeah. I played like a bunch of ARAM and stuff. Yeah. Which is weird. crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Very media. Cool. Um, look, yeah. Kat, this is a pretty cool story that I found that um, essentially a voice actor that was in um, Cyberpunk 2077 passed away in 2021. His name was uh, Milagost Rezik. Um, City Project Red reached out to his family um, and gained permission for them to recreate his voice in uh, using AI for some of the recent um, DLC and other bits and pieces in the game. So I know that we've had a lot of negativity around AI, particularly in voice acting, but I feel like this is potentially one of those little diamonds in the rough that. Um, you know, can can keep someone's legacy alive using yeah. this kind of technology. Absolutely. I mean, we've even had, you know, the recent strikes for SAG and um, AFTRA, uh, the unions that operate within their, uh, you know, site that some of the things that they want companies to adhere to is correct and um, proper use or just no use at all of AI-generated voice um, mm. acting uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely you're right. It's this is a this is a nice little story, and um, you know what a great way to pay homage to an incredible voice actor. It sounds like, by all accounts, that this particular voice actor was incredibly uh, talented, and um, yes, a huge loss to their sector, obviously. So, um, you know, good on CD Projekt Red for reaching out, and um, and yeah, I'm not too sure who they voiced. I can't see that in this article, but um, yeah, uh, anyway, citizens or something. Not sure. Very well could have been, absolutely. But there you go. Now, Grizz, Bungie has wrongly banned players and gives them $40 in premium currency as compensation, which is pretty fucking rad. Um, <laughs> 40 bucks is a lot, man. That's, that's a lot, eh? Loads. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot so, of sparkly things for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you can get quite a lot with, you know, that amount of silver um, in Bungie and in so I think uh, it's, Destiny. Um, I think it's 5,000 silver. Is that correct? Does that seem Sounds like about right. Bucks? Yeah. Okay. Which I imagine would get you most things, basically. Mm. Um, so very, very fucking cool. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just a good way to kind of you know compensate players for um, you know. Just, I, I think Bungie's been copping a lot of flack from its player base recently, and I think uh, this is like a good show of faith. So yeah. good on you, Bungie. Um, um, well played. So cap. The richest player in old school RuneScape had more than one trillion gold. Yes, one trillion gold, and a market one price trillion. for that gold is roughly one hundred and sixty thousand actual dollars. Is the market price wow. on, on a grey market selling has been banned permanently? Um, he's a streamer. He insists he did nothing wrong, but Jagex says the evidence has been thoroughly reviewed and the ban won't be overturned. Wow. I'd love to know the details on how this person was making their cash. Um, yeah, I wonder what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it says here that uh, uh, this particular player has described Jagget's uh, anti-cheat team as dumb and corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I know it. Ultra RuneScape player right there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, there you go. Well, Grizz, final story. Rest in peace, Rocket League economy. Player-to-player item trading is being removed in December. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> wow, that's actually really fucking surprising because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they're doing that. Uh, so apparently it's to bring this into alignment with Epic's overall approach to game cosmetics and item shop policies. Very so interesting. So I guess player-to-player eh? trading is not something that Epic wants to do, but yeah, an interesting it, one for sure. That's interesting. I mean, does Epic own Rocket League or something? I don't know. I don't that's a good know. point. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I do um, not know. Looks like the uh, okay. So the developers brief FAQ on the change also warns players that if they lent an item, <clears throat> they should get it back before the trading system is removed. Um, yada yada. Yeah. Look, I don't really so, understand all that, but apparently it's happening. So there you go. Hopefully they don't do that to uh, Dota, mate, because Dota cosmetic buying and selling is big. Big. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably, do you know what? I actually think it's probably a smart play in the long run, um, short term, you know, whatever. But I do think that economies like this probably, I don't think they'll definitely be banned or anything, but I think they'll be heavily regulated moving forward if they're things that can be bettered on or whatever else. So mm. um, I don't know what the setup was for Rocket League, but uh, I just think um, in-game like marketplaces and stuff like that and, you know, regulators trying to keep video games safe for young children. I think you might see in the future uh, maybe approaches to monitoring and maintaining sort of safe, I guess I'm going to put in inverted brackets because, you know, um, but safe ecosystems for children that might sort of extend into these kind of areas um, and you might see these marketplaces just have to go down rather than going down by choice like this so it might actually not be a bad play overall um, yeah. but yeah interesting regardless very interesting there you go anyway speaking of interesting we've reached the end of the show what an interesting conundrum uh, thank you so much for being here as always we bloody appreciate you if you enjoyed this podcast we'd really appreciate if you would go and tell someone about us or just j- drop a review drop a fucking review somewhere Actually, share on your, on your quite Facebook. a few reviews, Cap. I don't know if you had a look at the recent reviews. So no. thank you so much if you have reviewed. But if you've got this far into listening to us and you haven't yet reviewed us in your platform, Surely, takes two seconds, on. just get up there. Go and do it. Get up there. Get in there. Go and say some nice things about us. We really appreciate it. Now, look, we've got a bunch of social media, uh, all of which <coughs> links to them are on our on our OGR.show website, on our Twitter. It's on there, twitter.com slash OGRshow. We've got our Twitch on there. You can go and watch us live on um, Monday nights from 7 p.m. AWST. Also got a link to our Discord, so you can go and chat to us live literally any time of the week. Uh, and, you know, our Patreon and stuff like that, so you can join us, pay us some cash, and that cash is going to go into making sick TikToks. So yeah, I'm excited. We've got TikToks, um, we've got YouTube shorts, we've got Instagram reels, we've got Facebook reels, all that we action. We've got it all. We've got it. We've got it all. It's Get all happening. There so all. expect to yeah. see us in the, uh, <clears throat> in the flanks. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, uh, have a banger. Have a ripper week. We'll see you guys on the following week. Uh, I don't think Pav's going to be back just yet then. Uh, but he'll be back the following week from memory. So, yeah, I mean, unless his flights change. So you might see him next week, might not. Anyway, we'll see how we go. But, yeah, anyways, see you on the other side. Take care. Peace out. Love you. See you next time. Adios, amigos. Wow.